We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Fakes it This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Wednesday, August 9th. You're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got J.D. Silva with me tonight. Fellas. I've also got Taylor Peterson. I am here. No no real uh, fun intro tonight. (laughs) Not a whole lot going on. We're here. We're here. We did have some FIBA, um, what, what do you call it, like a friendly match today leading up to the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. Uh, so we can dive into a little bit of that. We'll talk some some Thunder roster rotation ideas tonight. Um, besides that, any uh, anything going on, guys? I'm um, waiting to be able to play Baldur's Gate 3, and I'm watching What's a bunch that? of movies. I watched Terminator 2 for the first time the other day, and it was fantastic. For the first time? Yeah. First oh, time. That surprises me. It's very good. Uh, Silva and I's, uh, and Kamiar and, and Silva and I's favorite soccer team starts playing soccer this weekend. Yeah, Football. To be tech- spending to, a lot of money. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we better get Casado. I know. We'll see. Anyways. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't London is blue, fellow uh, Blue Wire family podcast member. By the true, way, true, that's so Chelsea strange. podcast. And they didn't cool. have us on as yes, yeah. bring us on. Damn it! <laughs> I thought about getting on here and spurning some more of my uh, anti paramore propaganda, but apparently I triggered <laughs> you got half roasted for half of Twitter dot com and, and uh, X, roasted you for it. Com. I'm sorry, I agreed with you on it. You paying for X Premium? Yeah, that's like uh, <laughs> it's like the only fans of of Twitter. So no, yeah. the uncontested yeah. X premium. That's so, that's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like uh like an escort service. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My God, hey, if, times are tough the, in the off season. If the X premium subscription fee hit the bank account, I think my wife might divorce me. 
You might get a call from your bank too. Guys, our, our yeah. slogan can be X going to give it to you. My God. <laughs> See, if Elon was smart, <laughs> if Elon was smart, but he's not. Okay, let's talk. Not. Team Canada played Team Germany today in Germany. Um, I don't think Silva got to watch much of it. Uh, I had it on while working. I think Taylor did as well. I mainly listened. Well, which is kind of hard when they're speaking in German. Uh, <laughs> yes, my, my big takeaway was the shot clock violation sound. Sounds like the fire alarm at a public school. Oh, uh, it's like the worst sound in the world. I don't know yeah. what <laughs> motivated them to use that. that, but it was horrible. Uh, Taylor, any thoughts from this FIBA friendly? I, I surprisingly, I do actually have some. I, I do think there is some Thunder related stuff to talk about here. The main ones being um, probably Shea and Lou, <laughs> believe it or not, the two players playing for Team Canada. But there was some fun stuff to actually break down for each of them. I think for Shea, the two things that really stood out to me was he got it going in the second quarter. I think he had 10 points in the second. Really was the only player for Team Canada doing anything at all. And honestly, I think kind of sparked their comeback there coming out of halftime with the way he played in that second quarter. Uh, Jacob and I talked a little bit about this via text, but there's just zero spacing on that that starting the, the lineup that they had Shea with, uh, much less that Canada team in general. And so that obviously made things very tough. But he was making some pretty tough baskets uh, over Schroeder, who does do a pretty good job defending him because he's played against him and with him. <laughs> uh, I, I've noticed that even during the regular season. He's a smaller guard and kind of get up in Shea's grill. And not to mention, again, the just the lack of spacing that Team Canada provides. So that stood out to me. Uh, it also stood out to me that Shea and the starters didn't close that game. And I totally get it because the second unit went on a big run there. But you would think. I think that was mainly more because it's a it was a friendly game. I yeah. kind of was thinking that too. I kind of was thinking that too. But I would love to see Shea get in there with that group consisting of Lou. We didn't see Shea and Lou really play together. No. Um, and that we didn't see me- Shea and uh, Nikhil play much together. Yeah. Um, it was just first unit, second unit, and that was pretty yeah. much it. Which leads me to my final point in that I thought Lou Dort had an incredible second half. I really kind of sparked that comeback there all on his own, and then Nikhil kind of continued it, and unfortunately came up short. But yeah, it was a pretty good showing for Shea in the first half and a uh, specifically the second quarter and a very good showing for Lou there in the fourth. Yeah. Um, Shea just had to get really tough buckets because like you said, there was no spacing. Did have a really nice backdoor cut and layup, which I thought, man, if that's not Kelly Olenek and that's Josh Giddy throwing that backdoor pass instead, that's like three points like every time down the court. But the spacing was just, like you said, Taylor, really bad. Um, I watched one half of Canadian basketball, and I thought, I sure hope no Rockets fans are watching this because they're probably on suicide watch and throwing up right now after seeing Dylan Brooks play. <laughs> I didn't realize Dylan Brooks I mean, was I watched D- Yeah, I watched Dylan Brooks like almost lose the ball in the dribble like three times and force a airballed layup with like 20 it seconds left really in the shot clock. <laughs> it just... Horrible, horrible stuff. Um, just the basketball IQ is just very low. Man, I just, I just don't think it's good. Uh, that's really tough. Who so starters on Canada? It's SGA, Jamal Murray. Is he didn't play to today start? because he's like nursing an injury. Okay. But the, I think the thought <laughs> is he that. will start. Yeah, RJ Barrett. So not a shooter. Uh, 
Dylan Brooks, not a shooter. Kelly Olynyk, uh, kind of a kind of a shooter. Kind of one, yeah. And okay, uh, Powell. Oh yeah, maybe okay. they'll start Powell instead of Olynyk. I don't know. No, no, no. They they started them together. Powell was at center and T- today. Yeah, but I'm saying whenever Jamal comes oh, back. Sorry, sorry. Oh, yes. It's Shea, Jamal, RJ. Which is much. Uh, I'm assuming Dylan Brooks and maybe Dylan. Dwight Powell, maybe Kelly Olynyk. I would have. I would have taken out one of Norman oh, Powell. I, I thought you were talking about Norman Powell. Oh, Norman. No. Dwight hey, He did play for Dwight the Rockets there for a while, but Dwight yeah. Powell uh, yeah. for the Mavericks. Now, yeah, I, I think you. I, I think the move, t- I mean, obviously I'm very, very extremely biased, but based off how he played, I think it backed this up. I personally would have taken out one of Olenek or Powell and started Lou yeah. if you don't have Jamal. I mean, that makes sense to me. It still doesn't give you much spacing, but... Um, <laughs> hey, he was hitting some outside shots in that second uh, half. It was good he was. See. Still wasn't spacing the floor out, though. I mean, the defense wasn't good coming point. out there. Uh, let's shift teams to Team Australia, who ESPN had a big article on today featuring Josh Giddy and his role with the Australian team. JD, did you read this one? Uh, I got to read it like in between a meeting at work really quickly. So I don't know if I got to dive into it as much as I thought, but I know essentially the story is about how Josh is like the premier player on this Australian team. Now, uh, according to their coach, Josh is going to be the one running the show and right, rightfully so, because when I mean, we talked about it on Sunday, that like, he is one of the best players in this whole tournament, I think. And it's, he, he deserves that spot at, at only 20 years old. It's kind of nuts to say that, but He's the best guy there, and I think he's perfect to run to run the show. And they're going to be really competitive. I think. Do they? When do they play? I wonder. That, I'm not I sure when up. they have an exhibition game. It's it it. They have a little bit. Um, I want to say it's sometime next week. Like I was kind okay. of surprised when I looked it up earlier today, and they have a little bit of a gap there before they they play some exhibition exhibitions, but mm. um, sometime next week. Interesting. So. Yeah, basically sounds like Josh is going to be the engine. They said anytime he's in the game, the ball is going to be in his hands. They're going to let him play make. Uh, the article mentioned Patty Mills still being like kind of their their scoring guy, getting like them a lot of points. Mm-hmm. But even a lot of Josh's teammates on the Australian national team, just talking about how he was the last cut two years ago, right before he got drafted, and how they saw it in him then. And they knew like this is the next guy. And actually, this was supposed to be Ben Simmons. Yeah, ah, you're exactly right. And it's yeah. very much not. It's it's now Josh's team. And they talked about how Josh can post guys up and really take advantage there. Um, they talked about the how... I thought it was kind of funny. They talked about how lethal the Josh Giddy jacques Landale pick and roll will be in FIBA basketball. That actually <laughs> and I is thought, fairly if you accurate. think that's going to be lethal wait until he gets chet exactly yeah that's okay so the article had way more content i didn't read the article i, w- I watched the video um that that same reporter and i'm going blank on his name uh did with the australian men's national team's head coach uh but the the thing that stood out to me the most in that interview well first of all uh, i guess there's technically two things one he talked about how josh played in okc how he played alongside shea even when Josh didn't have the ball in his hands, how impactful he was, uh, still being that connector, making additional plays, and also how well he played off ball alongside a star in Shea. 
And then he also mentioned how Josh isn't, isn't he's going to be featured for this immediate team, but how they're viewing Josh being the centerpiece for our Australian men's national team moving forward, uh, how he is the centerpiece that they're going to build around. I think he used that term almost exact, which just kind of put things into perspective for me even more because we've talked some this off season about, you know, we got it, Shea was so incredible this past season and then dub came out. I don't want to say out of nowhere, but obviously just blew the roof off expectations. And then Josh was just like, yeah, we kind of expected Josh to do that. But then you'd like actually look at the numbers and how incredible he was, how well he fit with those two players uh, specifically, how excited we are about him with Chet moving forward. And like, there's just so much untapped upside still for Josh, the uh, his home country's, national team is considering him the centerpiece of that national team moving forward. And I think that's really exciting if you're a Thunder fan. Definitely. Team Australia has a good team too. Um, I'm just, I'm looking at it. Our friend Kerry just sent it to me. Australia f- uh, has the fourth highest odds to win gold. I think they Pretty medal. Good. I think they medal. Like they have a squad. Jock Landale, Josh Giddy. Uh, Matisse Thibel, Josh Green, Patty Mills. like They have a really fun lineup, so really excited to watch them play. I also think Josh getting to run Team Australia has the opportunity to be like a really big springboard going into next season, which will be really nice. Speaking of next season, we're going to take our first break of the night, but on the other side, we're going to talk Thunder Rotations. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we are back. Gentlemen. Lots of talk about the Thunder roster, how they have too many guys. Who are they going to cut? Don't want to have that conversation. We've already done it. Doesn't make sense to do it again until something more substantial happens. I did think, though, that tonight, instead of talking roster cuts, we could talk 
the rotation, let's say like in December, after things kind of get ironed out a little bit, I'm thinking about 10 guys. Like I know that Coach Dagnall going to play 12, 13 guys. Uh, there's going to be some nights where it's like a 12, 13-man rotation, some nights it's 9, 10-man rotation. Everyone's going to get an opportunity. But I'm saying when push comes to shove, if they had to get their rotation down to 10 guys, who are those 10? So before we do this exercise, I pulled some stats from last year. Uh, the top 10 players on the Thunder in games played last year. This is in order. Josh Giddy, J-Dub, Lou Dort, Isaiah Joe, Aaron Wiggins, SGA, Trey Mann, Kenrich Williams, Jay Will, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Okay, 10 guys there. If we sorted it by minutes per game, um, some of those players get moved around, specifically Poku would get up in there. I think we'd all agree Poku was like part of the rotation until he got hurt. Absolutely. And that, that kind of changed up the rotation a little bit. This year, though, a lot of new faces. A lot of guys made jumps. A lot of guys kind of fell behind last year. I think the 10-man looks a little bit different going into next season. Agreed. So instead of us just naming 10 guys that we think are going to play, I wanted us to draft the 10-man rotation. And I want to try to do it in order of, like, if health isn't an issue, if, yeah, if health isn't an issue, games played and minutes per game. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I actually, yes. I like this a lot because I, I was thinking back on when we did this about this time last year, and I'm pretty sure we had like a Google Doc and we went through and try it went through the roster and tried to assign minutes per game to each player. Mm-hmm. And we oh, can do that again later this offseason because so this is a little hard. bit different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like this. This is fun. Before we dive into it, any of those 10 names that were top 10 in games played last year that surprised you? A JRE? Yeah, that, I was that one kind of jumped out. I don't. I don't know if they like, especially the when he was injured. Yeah, right. right. That, I mean, that's that's the big one. I, I guess Isaiah Joe. I didn't realize he played that many. Yep, he was uh, first, second, third, fourth on the team. Shea was sixth in games played last year. Hmm. And that's Trey, Ray, I felt like Trey didn't play as many, but maybe he just kind of had a bunch a lot of early on. Yeah. yeah. Which I I kind of had a refresher on that here. Uh, or the past couple of weeks, like he did, he played quite a bit early on. And then yeah. he just unfortunately didn't kind of live up to the expectations after having a solid start to the season and then fell out of the rotation accordingly. But uh doesn't surprise me that he makes that top 10. I think the it's not as much a, a, a surprise as much as I see some very easy cuts here uh, at the bottom of that rotation. And I see some that we're really going to struggle with, I think, going through this exercise. Yeah. That will be supplemented with some other So early on in this exercise, since we're going to go by what we assume is going to be like most games played down to least, most minutes played down to least, when we're going for a 10-man rotation, I think the top side is really easy. So we don't have to give a ton of explanation. But as we get deeper in, I think we're going to have some discussions. And so I, I, I would just encourage those. Uh, we'll snake draft this thing. If you're on the YouTube live stream, you can see that JD is on the far left. I'm in the middle. Taylor's on the far right. So that will be our order. It'll go JD, myself, and then Taylor. 
Perfect. And then Taylor, myself, JD. Cool. Cool. So JD, you are first up. Who is your first pick in the Thunder rotation? Uh, this one, fairly easy. I'm going to go with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, our first team All-NBA guard. I think that's an uh, easy one. Yeah. Pretty difficult choice, you know? Yep. Yep. Go up top behind that one. Um, give me a second. I'm pulling this up real fast. Here we go. JD, last year, Shea played 68 games. You think he plays more? Oh, boy. 68 is a pretty solid number. It's pretty solid number. Honestly. I think if he does play more, it's not going to be by much. It's going to be 69. Because you want to keep him healthy, even. Yeah. Like, even if it's not anything serious, he's going to get bumped and bruised throughout the the regular season. And he also also played 35 and a half minutes. It's a lot of minutes each game. (laughs) It's a lot of minutes. Yeah. Hopefully, that's more around like 33. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same. I mean, I was going to say, I think when you're an all NBA guy, you you get the minutes. All right, I am I am next up, and I will go Josh Giddy here. Okay, I was uh, curious which of the two yeah. you're going to go. Last <laughs> season, Josh led the team in 76 games played, only missed six. Um, he played 31 and a half minutes per game. God, I hope he plays 76 again because that means he's super healthy. Now that number's kind of high, so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit lower than that. But I think the minutes between 30 to 33 minutes a game is ni- is correct for him. I think he is a massive integral piece for this team moving forward. I'm the one that's on record. If they get a second all-star next year, it's Josh. I think Josh unlocks a lot for this team. Uh, I'm putting him in number two. I think that's the right answer. I like it a lot. And it's a good so choice. actually makes my next two pretty easy. I'm going to go ahead and announce them back-to-back. And then I think just kind of have one analysis for for both picks um yep. i'm going j-dub obviously at three um, okay and then chet at four. Ooh, okay that's and the reason i go dub obviously before chet because chet's a rookie uh there are injury concerns although not anything like long term he's injury prone we know that's not the case given his basketball career you know he's talked about this uh injury last year being his first major injury really that he's had in his basketball playing career growing up uh, and then obviously through high school and college, but he's still a rookie and he's going to be battling down low each night as the Thunder's quote unquote true big, right? Even if he's playing a more, you know, non-traditional role with, within uh, this Thunder's offense. So because of that, I just don't, I can see there's going to be games that he's going to miss potentially uh, rest nights. Uh, I also think they're going to give him a little more rest just because this is his first full NBA season. And we know how that looked for Shea even. Uh, I, I think about Shea after the bubble season and the year before that, like he had some injuries. And it, like this last year was kind of his first full NBA season where he played the majority of, uh, I shouldn't say the majority of games, um, but he played more games than he ever had since his his rookie season, I believe. And so for all of those reasons, I think uh, Dub's obviously going to get more minutes than Chet. But I also think Chet's going to get a ton of minutes as a rookie because, I mean, he he's an integral core piece of this roster moving forward. So that's why I have Dub three and, and Chet four. Dub played seventy five games last year. I hope that stays the same. I really he played do. thirty and a half minutes per game. And, and the games he missed were because of that freak injury. Or the yeah, uh-huh. snack to the very face. beginning of the season. Good point. What what would you place if you had to place an over under on Chet games played next year, Taylor? 
Oh, that's so hard. Um, I mean, you put him at number four, so it's got to be high. Yeah. I, yeah. Have, a, um, I have a number I, I've thought of for that. But what about, what about 60 and a half? I'm just assuming Chet's going to be healthy. Uh, knock on wood again. But even then, like 60 and a half kind of feels low to me. 60 and a half would put him last year uh, at eighth. Oh, okay. Behind Trey Mann. So I was right in that it feels low. Um, if you wanted him at four, the fourth guy in games played last year was Isaiah Joe at 73. Wow. The Thunder had some pretty good luck with health they last did. season, honestly. They really uh, obviously, did. bad luck in terms of timing with the Kenrich injury heading into uh, the play-in and stuff, but still. Mm-hmm. I would put Chet at like 65. 65 might be the right 65 number. to 70? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just... I don't see them intentionally resting him on back-to-backs. He's 21 years old. Right. You know, who doesn't really have a history of, of injuries. So I think 65 is the right number. I like that. All right, so I am next at number five. So far, we have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Chet Holmgren. I'm going to go with the fifth starter, Lou Dort. Yeah. Like... If you were to make me guess right now, is Lou Dort starting on this team in two seasons, three seasons? I'd probably say no. I don't think he's going to finish the contract in OKC. I could be way wrong on that. Just he's an insane defender. I think the offensive limitations are are a problem. Um, I think if somebody else develops, they can slide somebody else in that spot instead. But next year, I think. Lou is your your starting backcourt, starting guy in your backcourt. Guards, whoever the other team's best player is, unless it's Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic. I think anybody else in the league, it's fair game to put Dort on them. Um, and so I'll have him playing the fifth most games. Last season, Lou played 74. Dude's just a an Iron Man. Games. A lot of games. That's a lot of games. And honestly, I, I've been thinking a lot about this too. Not to just take us down a tangent here, but I, I see Lou being so valuable for this team in competitive games, right? And I think there's going to be certain games and certain lineups and matchups where we don't see him as much this season. Uh, but I also think there's going to be games where he plays, again, like nearly the full game because we need his defense out there. And if he's not a negative offensively, in terms of him, you know, hopefully hitting outside shots, which on fewer attempts, and also being able to finish when he does have the ball in his hands, uh, finish around the rim. I can see him getting some really good minutes in, in some of those matches that we've seen him succeed with. I think of guys like Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, um, and James Harden, just off the top of my head. So I like that one. So I don't know if you guys know this, but last season, Lou was third on the team in field goal attempts and first on the team in three-point attempts. Um, That'd be I think a fun off-season pod for us to go through. I, I think that steps. needs to change to where Lou is like not top five in field goal attempts. Agreed. That would be nice. And maybe like fourth in three-point attempts. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Like yeah. take open ones, take good ones. Corner be threes. way more selective. He took more threes per game than um, than Isaiah Joe. Lou was at 5.5. Joe was at 5.4. And then the next highest was Lindy at 4.0. That's insane. That's a surprise me. 
Yeah. All right, JD, <laughs> you have back-to-back picks here for number six and seven. <laughs> okay. This is where it starts to get interesting, I think. It We've got the starters actually... out of the way. We've got the five starters. Yeah. So you're starting us with the bench here. You've put me in an in a tough. You've put me in an area where I feel deeply uncomfortable. Um <laughs> and I'm not gonna do what might be the most logical here. I'm tell you what, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go and take Kenrich Williams here Ooh. first. Okay. Um I just think he is like the forward off the bench. He can play a ton of minutes. Um, I think if anyone ever misses time, he's a pretty easy guy to slot in. You can play him like we saw. You can play him at center if you want. Just make him run around and uh, be tenacious on the court. Uh, just does it all. Uh, has different hair now from what I remember, which is uh, just brings a whole new element to this Thunder team. Speaking of different hair, you guys see Trey Mann? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cut, cut it, it all off. Buzz cut. New Trey. New Trey. Yeah. Maybe Trey's this next pick. Yeah, Trey 10K. <laughs> Trey 10K. Um, Okay. So you got Kenrich Williams at six. Got Kenrich at six. I like that pick. And I hate I hate what might happen here. And it's gonna be Mitchich. There you go. I think it's gonna be Mitchich. I could have taken Mitchich at, at at sixth. Is that what I want as as a fan and lover of this Thunder roster? No. But I think that might happen, especially I think it might happen. Um, I, I just feel like he's been guaranteed playing time since he finally, you know, came overseas. So pretty naturally, I think uh, Silly Mitchich is going to be uh, like the lead guard off the bench. And uh, it troubles me deeply. Okay. So our top seven, Shay, Josh, J-Dub, Chet, Lou Dort, Kenrich Williams, Vasily Michich. We've got three left, guys. This is difficult. This is really difficult. I'm at number eight, and I don't know where to go. No, I like, could go a lot of ways. We have not chosen numbers uh, number seven now so on the board tough. from last year. We still have the guys who played the fourth and fifth most games in Isaiah Joe and Aaron Wiggins. We still yeah. have Jalen Williams on the board. We oh, still yeah. have new rookie Kaysen Wallace on the board. We have the guy who started a ton of games last season in Alexei Pokashevsky until he got injured. We have Usman Jang, who had a great summer league. Does that translate? Is he ready to go? Aaron Wiggins, Isaiah Joe. It is I just said those two. Oh, did you really? Sorry. (laughs) I don't know where to go with this one. No. Like, part of me wants to say Kaysen Wallace. but I don't think it's going to be Kaysen. Like, he's got the defense. He's tenacious. I think Coach is going to like him, but he's a rookie. Yeah. The dream is this is Usman, that he's progressed so much that he's the seventh in the rotation, which would be insane. You want to talk about a guy that's versatile. I don't feel great about it. I know who you're going with. I'm going Isaiah Joe. Oh. Oh, okay. I don't know who you're going with. I'm going Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe last year played in 73 games. And if you remember, he didn't really get any time until that Dallas game when he came in and just cooked American Airlines Arena, won the game for the Thunder. 
And then after that, he was a mainstay in the rotation. If you look at his totals for last year, dude took, trying to get this right, 394 threes for the Thunder. Um, He made 161 threes. That is like drastically number one. Number one on the team and made threes last year, Isaiah Joe at 161. Second was Lou Dort at 135. Anyone want to guess who three and four were? Three, four, and five are all within eight threes of each other. Do you guys want to guess who three, four, and five and three pointers made for the Thunder last year were? Who'd you say two was again? Two was Lou. One is Isaiah at 161. Two is Lou at 135. And then we have 81, 76, 73. Okay. Um, is, is, is SGA there anywhere? SGA is number six. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I'm looking for three, four, and five. And total three-pointers made on the season. I don't think this is three or four, but it's five Mike Muscala before he was traded? No, Mike Muscala would be wow. number eight. Wow. This okay. is insane. It I don't can't think this be... is that hard. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm overthinking it. It's not. <laughs> it can't be J-Dub. J-Dub is number five at 73. Oh, wow. Okay. That actually surprises me. Someone uh, made three more than him. Josh? And... Josh made three more than him. What? 76. Hey, Josh had more threes than Shay. That well, actually, Shay only had 58. Thinking back on it, he didn't okay. attempt that many threes. And then who's 20. number three who made 81 threes? The biggest gunner on the team. The biggest gunner oh, on the team? Boy. The guy that comes in and just pulls up from three. I was thinking Isaiah Joe. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, man. Why am I going blank here? You said Lou already, didn't you? Yes. yes, Lou is two. So who is Isaiah's three. one? Lou is two. Josh is four. J J Dub is five. Who is number three? Tre- is it Trey? It's Trey Man. Oh, I just didn't think he played in my head. He just I like, didn't, didn't either play enough. I didn't either for that. But played guess... sixty-seven games, guys. Yeah, that's weird. That, that, and that is literally kind of started kind in of five of them. Did. Yeah, that's really weird. Ugh. What a yeah. weird... So I'm going Isaiah Joe at number. I'm eight. At number eight, simply for the floor spacing, the shooting. Yeah. And we saw last year that he started to do a lot more with the ball in his hands. He could drive a little bit. He was taking charges. Dunking. Dunking. I don't feel great about it, but I think Isaiah Joe is number eight. So we've got Shea, Josh, Dub, Chet, Lou, Kenrich, Mitchich, Isaiah Joe. Two left. Nine and ten go to Taylor. Taylor, don't do them both at the same time though. Give us one and then give us yeah. the other one. Okay. Um, I am so I mean, it just shows you how deep this roster really is. Um, uh, we talk so much too much about the, the roster crunch, but Casey Wallace, Wiggins, Jang, Poku, J. Will, Man, JRE, all still on the board. And that's always Did you say Casey Wallace, guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that one first. Neither of us are listening to each other tonight, Jacob. I'm sorry. I was trying, I was trying to count how all the names you said. I missed that. Oh, one. sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Wallace was first. So and also honestly, keep in mind we have two guards and a forward. Okay. So I don't know if that plays a role into your thinking. And do they play a big? Do they I mean, play a, a big wing? It, I had that that line of thinking heading into this draft, and they took Casey Wallace. And so because of that, I'm actually going to, going to stick to that that uh, that lesson I learned come draft night. I think Cason Wallace will be then that, that next player uh, okay. for a lot of the reason you guys mentioned. Hope you're uh, right. He we we uh, he's not going to always be 
game one of summer league, Casey Wallace, when he's playing alongside Shea, uh, Lou, Giddy, Dub, obviously. But I think uh, Mark Dayton is just going to fall in love with his defense. Uh, defensive ability specifically on the perimeter his point of attack defense but also his defensive iq i think something is really huge and that stood out to me he's one of those players that is able to anticipate a play uh, a play in advance which is something that Dignall just absolutely eats up uh, finds himself in the right places i think he can communicate well on defense and then offensively i think he does fit really well with a lot of the guards that i mentioned i understand he's not really a wing but we're going in terms of like quote-unquote height but that wingspan the role he's going to play with this team, I think he'll be interchangeable with some of these wings. And so just all they invested with Kaysen, I, I think he is going to be next here. Uh, and I see him competing for minutes with Joe and Mitchich moving forward this season. It's going to be interesting to see who kind of emerges at the end of the season between those three, in my opinion. I like it. So number nine is Kaysen. It means we got one guy left for our 10-man rotation. Oh, so... You could go Poku. You could go Oos. You could go J-Will. Yeah. And, and Jang, I mean, in my heart, I want to go Jang because like you guys mentioned, like that means that he's taking such a significant role. And I think ultimately that would be better for the ceiling of this basketball team, but I can't do that right now. Uh, Wiggins is the safest choice just because he, it, you just know what you're getting from Wiggins. Did we lose Taylor? We may and have again, lost Taylor. going to be games oh. where Wiggins play. Weird. Yes, can you guys hear me now? Taylor, we keep losing you. We there you go. I think you're good. We're good. Okay, that's weird. How do you even get like a Wi-Fi low Wi-Fi notification or anything? Yes, still hear me? Yeah. No, you're good now. Cool. Yeah, okay. that yeah, is really now. weird. Sorry, uh, I was just saying yeah. that um, Jane would obviously be the best uh, long term for the upside of this team, but I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think Wiggins is the safest bet here, um, just based off you know what you're getting from him night in night out. But I think there will be games that. Wiggins plays quite a bit of minutes and there'll be games that he doesn't play at all for consecutive games in a row. Uh, kind of like we saw last season. Therefore I'm doing it guys. I'm going for it. The final pick here in the 10 man roster of the uncontested offseason 10 man thunder 2023, 2024 rotation draft. I'm going with Poku. I, I, Poku! I think oh my God. to get those minutes. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Jay. Well, me too, but I think Poku is going to get it. That was that was the exciting choice you just made, Taylor. Yeah, you know hey, that spice I, it up a little bit. After it makes my a bit of sense too. Like Poku can play wing. It does. They've played him a lot at center last year. I mean, if your center rotation is Chet and Poku, you probably got the the lowest weighing center rotation <laughs> in NBA history. Like, yeah, those are some some thin white boys. <laughs> thin yeah. towers rise again. I'm into it. it. <laughs> yeah. Thought that I thought that it died, but it, that this is now brought back to life by Taylor in this draft. It's going to be a huge, huge preseason for Poku, especially since he's missing FIBA ball. Agreed. If he comes back and he can play, that's massively important for this team. Agreed. I'm typing out for people that are uh, watching and have joined land. I'm typing out the squad that we drafted. Awesome. Well, as you type you. it, I will I will tell the listeners of the podcast one more time. Our 10-man rotation in order of like games played or minutes played goes. Shea Gilgis Alexander, Josh Giddy, J Dub, Chet Holmgren, Lou Dort, Ken Rich Williams, 
Vasile Michich, Isaiah Joe, Kaysen Wallace, and Alexei Pokashevsky. If you had to choose one of those guys to not be in the rotation come season's end, who would you choose? Poku. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, that's yeah. probably uh, fair. Connor, this makes me laugh at uh, here in the comments, it's all smoke to get him being uh, sending out FIBA. It's all smoke to get him more time in the weight room. Swolku. I love it. Hey, let's take our second break of the night. On the other side, we'll talk some of our favorite lineups that we can't wait to see before we get out of here. We'll be right back. And we are back. All right, gentlemen, we have our 10-man rotation. Now I want to ask you guys, and you can go beyond the 10 that we picked. What are some five-man, maybe it's not five-man, maybe it's three-man combos, maybe it's two-man combos, maybe it's all five. What are some lineups that you are looking forward to seeing played together next season? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This one's nuts. This, so many options. There are so many options. One that's just insane. It's insane that I could say this and it makes sense is Josh Giddy, J Dub. Usman Poku Chet. What is the, that the long work? boys lineup? Like that would work. Somehow. I think you play a zone in that instance yeah. and you just swallow up all the passing lanes. Right. That'd it's be a blast. Line. That's 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 one that I'm really excited for. Just the the all wingspan team. Yeah. Yep. So I was thinking yeah. I honestly I had the pretty much the exact same lineup. But I, again, I, I think Shea is better defensively than Josh at this point. And we saw that yeah. you know, with Leaf that he took defensively last season. And he has a, a solid wingspan as well for, for a, a point guard. So I was thinking Shea, Dub, Oos, Poku, Chet. Like the length of that lineup. Yeah. It's probably not going to translate incredibly well offensively unless, again, we see Oos take a, a really big leap, especially off ball. But man, that is really fun to think about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when you look at per game last year, Poku averaged a block and a half per game. I like to think of, I don't think they'd ever play this lineup. Maybe they would. I don't know. But you throw out a Kaysen Wallace, Lou Dort, Kenrich Williams, Alexei Pokashevsky, Chet Holmgren lineup. And you let those three backcourt guys in Lou, Kaysen, and Kenrich, just play aggressive as shit at the point of attack, just maul people at the top of the key 
force them to drive the basketball. And then you just have your two best shot blockers down there patrolling the paint. I mean, driving in on Chet and yeah. Poku, either one of those can beat it off the glass at any point in time. Like, I think that would be an insanely fun defensive lineup. Like, would they seven seconds left and you're up one and yeah. Shea just scored a basket and the other team calls a timeout to advance the ball to half court and the Mavericks are about to inbound with seven seconds to try to win the game. Like maybe that's a lineup you could throw out there. Yeah, absolutely. Cause that's you like a disgustingly yeah, good defensive lineup. And then, yeah, you have those two down low. Like, I agree completely, especially if Chet is able to defend on the perimeter as, as well as it seemed like he could during summer league and as well as it is, as we hope. I've, uh, Any other lineups? Head, we, we've had talked some long boy yeah. lineups, some defensive lineups. What other kind of lineups are you guys looking forward to? I've been I've been cooking up. How can we get the most shooting on the court at, at Dang one it, time? Silva. Quit stealing all my ideas. <laughs> so let's just go back and forth then, Taylor. Who would be your point guard in this instance? Is it Casey? Shea. No, okay, Shea. cool. Give me Shea and shooters. Yeah. That was yeah, kind of my idea. I like Isaiah. Isaiah. Let's go back and forth. Yes, Isaiah. I'll go, I'll go Isaiah Joe. So you go. Okay. Who's the, the three? Uh, I. I understand he's not known as a shooter per se, but I still like Dub there at that three because it gives you more length. And I'm still yeah. thinking about the defense side of the ball. And then at four, I don't know who who is considered like the best big, bigger. You don't have, you know, I mean, you don't have to have a traditional lineup. Like, I have an idea. This thing, Mitchett shot forty percent from three last year, guys. We yeah. haven't included him in any of these lineups so far. <laughs> to go, I actually, I, I have yeah. some, but I don't think he yeah. fits in this one. I'm thinking of, but I do have some with Mitchich. I think the, sh- I think the shooting one, you could put him in there. You could also put Trey if you wanted. I was thinking even more traditional, Davos Bertans. Oh my god, I forgot he was on this roster. <laughs> That's me throwing up. <laughs> I need a gif of that. So like, you make gifs instead of sound uh, probably just to sound bites. That one's. Wild. <laughs> that reminds me of something. Give uh, me Bertons, Jacob. And then Chet. And then Chet. I'm all That's in. excellent. Now, I, I understand you could uh, absolutely substitute Bertons for a Minchich, just assuming he needs to shoot well, or Kaysen, uh catch and shoot. But that is, or, yeah, that's, that's pretty fun. That's a fun shooting one. What about a lineup that's like you have Shea, Josh, Mitchich, and Dub. Dub. And then you can throw out whoever else you want. But just having four guys that can all play primary point guard and all four guys that can have the ball in their hand and make a play. That was the next one I was going to go with. And then you I mean that that's or, that reminds me of oh. like the the Shea Schroeder CP3 lineups, where it's just like three guys where oh, yeah, that's a good point. Any of them could ISO, any of them could make a play for somebody else, but you could do that like to such an insanely high level. Yeah, and all those guys are smart; they can all cut off ball, and all of them can hit the the backdoor pass. Like that could be a really fun lineup. You know what's that's cool what is that Chet of. fits in all of these that we're listing. Yes, right. And then even in that <laughs> yeah. lineup, like depending on the matchup, depending on who you're playing, it could be Chet and you have a a more, I mean, again, not a traditional big, but you have an actual big in that lineup. Or you can just play that lineup with no big whatsoever and throw Dort in there. And I think that's, yeah. that's so fun to think about. 
we have a couple of comments here that I think we should hit. Um, one is if you had to make a the Flyers lineup, the dudes that'll get up and throw one down. Oh, cool. Ooh. Um, J Dub's gonna be in it. I, dude, I was watching J Dub highlights the other day, and I tweeted this out. The most ferocious dunker on the team, and it's not close. Agreed. It is not close. You remember the one he put on Anthony Simons? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. got head swiped in the end one. I mean, and then he just laid on the floor and flexed and screamed at everybody. Yeah. That guy's a badass. Yeah. I'd put him so, one. So I agree. Yeah. That dub is on there. I think Trey Mann is on there. I think Trey Mann. Trey Mann is good too. for an explosion. He's had some sneaky dunks. Yeah. He he's an explosion waiting to happen. You could put Chet on there. Pause. <laughs> he's good for you could put chet on there who else could you get for the all dunk team is it am i is it Chase recency bias just... telling me isaiah joe should be there is it is that recency bias? if he uncorks one they're impressive the problem yeah. is that's he doesn't fair. get a lot off it's not too that's there what are you gonna Blue do if mitchich just like Dort? posterizes somebody oh my gosh it'd be incredible posterizes uh, and then shows us all his Dort had a great one FIBA today and the uh, third yeah. quarter had a really nice baseline yeah. or maybe it was the fourth but he had a really nice uh, baseline dunk but i'm like that's the thing it's like this is so opposite of thunder 1.0 when we're talking about, like <laughs> hamadou diallo russ yeah uh, even andre Robertson and like yeah you had some dunk the list on goes on yeah. pj i mean Harry Jones could. Here's another fun one. Connor says nine seconds on the clock. You need a bucket to win the game. Who's on the floor? Oh, my. Josh is inbounding it. Right. And there's no question. Yep. So it's SGA. Uh huh. J Dub's out there. J Dub's out there. Chet. I think think Chet's out there. Is Mitchich out there in that situation? I'm thinking Isaiah Joe. That's kind of what I was thinking. Shooting with those those other playmakers that we already have in there. That could be nine fair. seconds. Like they're crazy. I'm, I'm telling like, I know Silva. Silva has taken up. They finally signed Vasily Micic. Yeah. And at that moment, I had been carrying the torch for so long. I'm like that Olympic runner carrying the torch to the Olympic games. <laughs> and at that moment, I laid my burden down. And JD came behind me and picked up the torch and it just kept running with it. Someone has to. Someone has to. <laughs> The dude shot 40% in FIBA. Like, I think he could be out there at the end of the game. But Isaiah Joe does make sense as well. I mean, if Mitchich can shoot that well off ball, catch and shoot, like, we're that's an incredible basketball team. I'm just not confident he's going to shoot. It's going to be a while. That way, catch and have that high of a catch and shoot percentage. Um, One more take on here. James says that he's got a hot take that Poku averages more blocks than Chet. That could be a James, fun bet James, that we James. have for our, our bets podcast. Yeah. If Poku stays healthy, can the two of them combine four and a half blocks a game for the season? Combine? Like each of them oh. like, have like two or 1.25 per game? That would be or, two and a half. So they would yeah, both so need So you're two saying points. each of them have two and a half per game? Roughly. That's a lot of blocks. Yeah. It is a lot of blocks. That's a lot of blocks. I think Chet does. Cool. I don't know if Poku does, if Chet's yeah. doing that. That's my my assumption. I'm not saying both of them average four and a half blocks. I'm saying combined. Total. Total. The two of them combined average four and a half blocks. Oh, four. I thought you said two and a half. I was like, what? No, four and a half. <laughs> Chet's blocks plus yeah. Poku's blocks equals four and a half a game. That's kind of a I high mean, number, but it'd be fun. I'd take the over because I think Chet, Chet could flirt with like three. 
I think Chet can flirt with three as well. That's insane. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna and true. Poku can flirt, yeah. obviously flirt with one. Like that's yeah. Yeah, I like that. Sorry, I thought you said two and a half. I was like, you mean like a piece? <laughs> That'd be dope. Um, all right, I think that's all we got for tonight, guys. All right. Can that I try fun. out this sounder before we start the outro music? It's it's a quote from Justin from Sunday's oh, show, no. and I haven't actually played it yet. Yes. Better learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right. Justin has some of my favorite sounders. Can you play a sounder over the music, Silva? Let's see. Well, I cut the music Better learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> Beautiful. Play another Justin one. Um, tingly in my Pringly. Beautiful. That's Beautiful. And then since since Nick's not here, give me a Nick one before we get out of here. In the multiverse. Beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in the Uncontested. We really appreciate you. We know it's the dog days of summer. Things are slow. But hey, the rest of August, we'll have a schedule release. So that'll be fun. And then we'll get FIBA basketball and we'll be talking all about Chet. Or no, sorry, not Chet. Chet's not going to play FIBA. Josh and Shay, Shay and Lou and Lou and Jack White. We'll talk some Jack White and some Davis Bertans. Who knows? Join us Sunday. We have a really fun show planned for Sunday. Our guy Justin uh, has come up with a really clever idea. So we'll be pumping that one out on Sunday. Should be a blast. You guys take care of yourselves. Stay cool. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will be back with you Sunday night. Until then, go follow all the social channels. And we'll chat soon. Thunder up. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com